Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What is up, everybody? It is Wednesday night, May 12th, coming to you just uh, moments here, about an hour after the Bills released their 2021 schedule. Uh, we actually weren't going to have a show this week, Ryan, but as we got you know, through the week here a couple of days, I'm like, we can't have the schedule come out and not have a show. Uh, so we're going to react a little bit to what happened tonight, some of our uh, impressions of this schedule. And if you've been following along at Syracuse.com and NewYorkUpstate.com, Ryan has been on it the last couple of days. Had the had the big announcement last last night. Broke the news that the Tampa Bay game was not going to be the season opener. Uh, so yeah, a lot to dive into. I want to turn it over to Ryan in a second to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but this is the Shout Bills podcast. Uh, if this is your first time here, welcome. And Brian on YouTube watching, it's always five o'clock. It's always happy hour on the Shout Bills uh, football podcast. As as you noticed there, um, actually, I got, I got the t shirt here too. Uh, I gotta like I gotta do something with this, like hanging up in the background or something. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, hit that like button on the video. Subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. We're almost at two thousand subscribers, Ryan. And it's, it's an exciting time. How are you, my friend? And get into a little bit about how that uh, came to be last night and your impressions, because we were talking about the Bills and the, and the Bucks maybe being the season opener for a few weeks, and, and that didn't end up being the case. Yeah, first and foremost, doing great here. Uh, in terms of the schedule release in that Buccaneers game, you know, uh, a few things. One, you, you get that information, you, you double check it, you, you triple check it, you, you feel pretty confident about it, and you put it out there, and yet you're still a little bit nervous about it. Uh, I did trust the sources that provided that information, and at the end of the day, uh, what I got out of it was that it didn't really matter who the Buccaneers are going to play in, in week one. Uh, as terrible as it sounds because it's the NFL fans are going to tune in and watch. They're going to watch the, the Super Bowl champions. And, and they kind of looked at that Bills game as one of the premier games on Tampa Bay's schedule this season and said, you know, let's save that for later on in the year. Now, Dallas, Dallas is going to have a big audience. So in terms of why did they choose Dallas? It's still going to, it was going to bring in monster ratings no matter what. But Dallas is coming off of a down year. Dak Prescott's coming back. So you have that storyline. 
they have a ton of weapons. You might get an offensive shootout in week one. Uh, makes for an exciting game. But they kind of looked at that Bills matchup against Tampa Bay as one that they can kind of keep in their back pocket. And I know it wasn't a Monday night or a Sunday night game like some Bills fans wanted, but it is still the national game of the week when they take on Tampa Bay, that 425 spot. Uh, So all eyes will be on that game. It'll be later in the season, so we'll have a really good idea of who the Bills are as well as who Tampa Bay is. Obviously, both teams making it to the final four of the league last year or to, you know, Bills in the AFC Championship, Tampa Bay winning it all. Um, so it should be a great matchup, especially with both teams bringing back pretty much all of their talent on both sides of the ball. Richard, in the YouTube comments, it's nice to see you guys tonight. It is nice to to be here with all of you. We're excited to talk a little bit about the schedule. Some some good news as well. The Bills are going to be opening up Friday's rookie minicamp practice to the media. So we will be there, and we will have a post-practice, either a post-practice or maybe a later on in the day Friday uh, episode of the podcast. We're going to see how the, the, the next two days play out. We'll get to talk to Gregory Rousseau, Boogie Basham, uh, Spencer Brown, and Tommy Doyle tomorrow. And then we'll get to talk to the rest of the rookies after practice on Friday via Zoom. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we'll get into the Thanksgiving game against New Orleans. Uh, Ryan and I have already started to uh, discuss travel plans because we're gonna have to get, we're gonna have to tag team that one. We think because uh, it's gonna be a an un- unbelievable week. And I guess we could start there because I think that that was the probably the biggest newsworthy you know thing to come out of this. We were talking about it before the thing. We actually had this, um, and we were going to report it, but I was trying to. I was kind of like, you know, uh, trying to get that that secondary source, you know, going through all the the context, and it just wasn't there. So, you know, we chose not to go with it. But shout out to um, CJ. Uh, I retweeted him on the Twitter account. He was five for five with all of his picks. Hmm. Unbelievable stuff uh, from him today. Uh, so you're going to want to give him a follow and be watching him next year around schedule time. But the Bills will go to New Orleans. Now, this is the second time in three years the Bills are playing on Thanksgiving Day. Dallas Cowboys two years ago. Now it'll be uh, the 8.30 game on, on Thanksgiving night. And it's an interesting game because I like the matchup because I don't think New Orleans is going to be as good a- as they've been you know, consistently over the last couple of years. Obviously, moving on from Drew Brees. I think that their best chance of being good is, is if there's a real – vision for Jameis Winston. And I just don't see that with the way that they've clung. Sean Payton has clung onto the Taysom Hill idea. And, you know, I think even hearing some uh, reports over the last month or so that they were kind of ter- flipping the tires on on a few guys, like, you know, Sam Darnold, th- that trade, they were kind of talking to the Jets about what that would cost, maybe even doing some due diligence on the quarterbacks and maybe moving up if one of them dropped. So I, I think that they're going into the season without a plan, and I think that that's always a recipe for disaster. And that's a good thing. If you're if you're the Bills, if you're a Bills fan, Looking at that game on the schedule, you want to you want to you want to see maybe a more advantageous uh, a la uh, matchup a la that Dallas Cowboys game two years ago. Yeah, you nailed it. You know, this is not the New Orleans Saints team that had Drew Brees uh, in the prime of his career. Obviously, last year by the end of the year, he didn't look right. He didn't look like the same Drew Brees that we came to know. But you're talking about a Jameis Winston, a, a Taysom Hill. Uh, there's still talent there. There's no doubt about that. Michael Thomas and Elvin Kamara. Uh, so it's not going to be a, a gimme or an easy game by any means. No game is in the NFL, but it's definitely a favorable matchup for the Bills. We saw what they did the last time they were on Thanksgiving Day pulling off the win against the Dallas Cowboys. That was a big uh, prove-it game for the Bills in terms of how they could fare in front of a national audience. 
it, it was a game where you got to really see why the the team loved Josh Allen so much. And we already knew that at that point, but the, the botch snap on the, the uh, fourth and inches play where he picks it up, he picks up the first down, he fires up the team. And then shortly thereafter, you know, they, they kind of pull away in that game and they win that ball game. So this is going to be fun. Another Thanksgiving game. Uh, you know, for primetime games, this is just kind of showing that the, the league is looking at the Bills and they're saying, hey, this is a team that we want to focus around. It's not another team versus the Bills and that other team being that premier team, the Patriots of the last decade before Tom Brady left or, or uh, another one of those premier teams. The Bills are in that premier team spot and now you're getting other teams facing off against them. For um, primetime games, I want to kind of go through the schedule a little bit uh, piece by piece and, and maybe kind of come up with maybe the top three toughest uh, stretches, maybe power rank that a little bit as we get into, you know, the, over the next couple of days, Ryan, we're going to really start diving into the schedule and come out with our first game by game way too early pre uh, predictions. Uh, so that'll be fun. But I, I saw uh, the NFL update, uh, my sports update on, on Twitter, good account to follow. They're always, you know, tweeting out uh, breaking news stuff from all the reporters, national and, and local folks. And they came out with the, the numbers of, of, who has the most primetime games and the bills are in that second tier with four with Chicago, Minnesota, Las Vegas, and Indianapolis, that top tier of five green Bay, new Orleans, Dallas, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, the Rams, San Francisco, Kansas city, and Tampa Bay. And you kind of wonder. I thought that the bills would, would have as many primetime games as any team this year, just because of the, it's, the fanfare around their national TV games, I think, is you know, it's they're in a kind of a a very small collection of of teams. Uh, I think that you probably throw the Chiefs in there, the Steelers, even when they're not that good or, or the expectations aren't super high, people still get dialed up. I know you know they're, they're opening at home against the Steelers, and I know a lot of Bills fans came out to talk about you know some some uh, you know worry that they they might have trouble getting tickets because the Steelers travel so well it's only an hour and a half uh, down the 90 uh, to get to Orchard Park from Pittsburgh so um, they're probably going to show up for that game but i thought that they the bills would have maybe one more uh, i think that you know just the the combination of how the schedule probably worked out with somebody else made this note uh, on social media i can't remember who it was i saw it before we went live that the home slate i think it was Marcel the home slate isn't phenomenal like the games of the, the home games i mean if you look at you know through their list other than the pittsburgh steelers who that's been a national tv game the last two seasons maybe they didn't want to go that route for the third consecutive year there aren't maybe a lot of um prime time worthy games on that home slate yeah i agree with that completely you know you, you look at the home games obviously you have your own divisional teams you have the washington football team Early in the season, probably for that, but that's a great defense. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is always an entertaining QB, so maybe that could have been a game. Houston, who knows what's going on with Houston, who's going to be their quarterback, so pass on that one. Later in the year, you have the Falcons. Uh, ju you know, Just like Marcel said, it's not the most ideal home uh, stretch of games this year for those matchups, but in, in terms of the Bills being that second tier, Correct me if I'm wrong. They could bump themselves up to that first tier with that Panthers game because that is uh, to be determined in terms of that time right. slot. So that could be a prime time game when all is said and, and done. Because when you kind of look at that division, obviously Tampa Bay is the the top dog there, but Carolina 
if Sam Darnold is who they think he is, they could compete in that division for that second spot, uh, possibly for a playoff spot. So having that game later on in the year, maybe that will end up being a playoff game or a primetime game, I should say, as well. So the start of the season here, um, first three out of four are at home, which, you know, you know, the schedule makers probably, you know, gave that gave some thought to the, the teams that they had the Bills going against because, you know, they're and because the first three games are against, I think I would I would call them challenging opponents. I don't think any of them are necessarily, um, you know, world beaters. I'd, I'd say Washington is probably the, the pick in that division. I like what they've done there. They have Fitzpatrick in the mix now. Um, the Miami Dolphins in week two, uh, that's going to be a really tough game. Every time you play Miami this year, I think they're the second best team in the AFC East. And so from that perspective, you have this tough kind of three games stretched out of the gates in the Steelers, Dolphins, uh, and the football team. Uh, two of those are at home with a trip down to Miami, which you know a lot of the Bills are from Miami. I think they love going down there. Uh, I saw a fan – I've seen several fans do this where they go down to Miami on vacation and they go in front of the stadium and they take a picture uh, and they got like a sign that says uh, Josh Allen's house because of how well he's played uh, at hard rock over his career already. So the bills like going down there. They like playing there. They're, they're going to be better. Um, we'll see what happens with Tua. But those are three tough games. They get a nice respite with the Houston Texans in week four. And then it's a, a, a mini gauntlet uh, on prime time week five and six. And actually in reverse order of last season, when they played mm-hmm. the Titans and then the chiefs, they're going to go against the chiefs on Sunday night football. And then um, eight days later against the Titans on Monday night football. Yeah, and that two-game stretch is really interesting because, you know, you go back last year, they were supposed to have extra rest going into that game against Kansas City, and then you had all the COVID issues going on with Tennessee. That game gets pushed back from uh, when it was supposed to be played to from Thursday to Sunday to, you know, even further back than that, and then it was short rest against Kansas City, and that was that one point in the season where the Bills lose both games, uh, and there were some questions and doubts about the team, and they obviously bounced back and, and learned a lot from that. So having those two teams back-to-back but in reverse is going to be a very, very tough stretch. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, even during his time in Miami, had some really good games against Buffalo. Obviously, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, so they're still a legitimate team. They are a team to worry about. Kansas City, uh, Buffalo is still looking to come up with the answer in terms of how to defeat them. That played a closer game in the regular season last year against KC, but we all saw what happened in the AFC Championship. So that'll be a really good early test to see if the Bills can come up with some stops, uh, see if they can kind of come up with a solution on how to stop a Tyree kill and a Travis Kelsey. Uh, but, you know, coming out of the gate, three out of four at home is very nice. Pittsburgh, the only down side to having Pittsburgh in week one is Rothless Ben Roethlisberger's arm is going to be fine at that point. I felt like late in the year when they played Pittsburgh, you saw that his arm was pretty well shot at that point in time, throwing the ball so much. You, it was very predictable that they were going to throw quick, throw short. Um, I still, th- obviously Roethlisberger has lost a step or two from where he once was, but I think in week one, you might see some more long balls than what we did in the last few years against him. Uh, so that's something to watch, but having three out of four in the beginning of the year at home and three out of four at the end of the year at home, that's definitely a sign of respect for the Bills, and that's obviously a good sign for a team looking to enter the playoffs again uh, and keep that streak alive. Uh, Matt Harmon had a nice question in the comments over on YouTube early by for us. Could that affect anything? And, you know, 
I don't know if I necessarily subscribe with, to the idea that um, wherever you have your buy is is that much of an impact. You kind of wanted it to be after a touch, tough stretch of games, you know, to, to kind of recoup, kind of, you know, retool, get get your, your act together, especially if it doesn't go well. If, the, if you go into this Tennessee Titans and Kansas City Chiefs game and it doesn't go well, you're going to want to, you know, go back to the drawing board and figure some things out. And also uh, on, on YouTube, Torres, too, brings up a very good point that there's – basically an 11 day break between the games uh, after the Thanksgiving game. So they almost get that mini uh, bye week uh, later in the season. So having those two things, I think um, at the beginning, kind of early part of the season then, and later in the season, that's a great point. Now, as you move along after the bye, uh, it's versus Miami at home in week eight trip to Jacksonville in week nine, and then week 10 against the jets back uh uh, on the road, short trip. So I think that that's a really, really good um, stretch of games. And I think really, if you can go three and one out of the gates, win one of those primetime games, and then maybe win all three of those games after the bye. I know uh, the Miami Dolphins game is tough, but it's at home. And I still think that the Bills have a better roster overall and the better quarterback. I mean, you could be sitting pretty, pretty at after 10 weeks and, and maybe sitting here with seven or eight wins. Yeah, uh, the the Josh Allen specifically is one Charles Clay drop pass away from being undefeated against the Miami Dolphins in his career. And obviously early on in the career, he didn't have a lot of uh, talent surrounding him. They've obviously reloaded this year with Daniel Sanders. The, they have plenty. I, I know they didn't draft a running back, but we've seen Devin Singletary on social media. We've read the pieces about how he's training. Zach Moss should be healthy. They like Antonio Williams. They bring in Matt Breida. So they have a packed running back room. They've just added more and more talent. So while the Dolphins, yeah, they have some legitimate speed at wide receiver now uh, through the draft, through free agency, I still feel like the Bills have that better roster, like you said. You know, going all the way back to those two primetime games, you're looking like, oh boy, four out of five on the road, and two of them being very tough against Kansas City and Tennessee. But then to have the home game against Miami, and then your last two away games in that stretch being at Jacksonville with a uh, Urban Meyer, you know, first year as an NFL head coach, Trevor Lawrence, first year as an NFL quarterback. I think he can be a very good quarterback in this league, but I don't think necessarily out of the gate he's going to be uh, one of those upper echelon quarterbacks as a rookie. Time will tell. Maybe I'll be eating crow on that. So I like that matchup. And then obviously the Jets too. The Jets improved their roster. There's no denying that. But they were also – there was such a significant gap between them and the Bills and the Dolphins from one year ago that even with this improved roster, they still have a ways to go. Uh, so having those two as those last two away games in that stretch, uh, I, I agree with you. That's kind of a, a nice little uh, way to end that uh, four out of five weeks on the road. Um, great. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we we weren't planning on having a show today until last second, so I didn't get this scheduled. Uh, but the numbers are so great at this point. I mean, we, we got this channel. We're almost at 2000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much to everybody. That's a regular. If this is your first time here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. So you'll get a notification every time we go live, hit the like button on this video as well. It really helps us out. We're making our way through the bills 2021 schedule. And this is where I think things get a little bit tricky, depending on how a couple of these, these teams um, wind out, wind up being. I mean, you'll you'll have a really good idea at this point, beginning that last stretch of eight games, who a lot of these teams are. And you know, home against the Colts in Week 11, at the Saints, 
home against the Patriots, which is always going to be tough no matter who they are and what, what players they, ha- they have in this modern era with Bill Belichick there. The, it's it's going to be a tough game. Then it's at the Super Bowl or the defending Super Bowl champs, the Bucks, versus the Panthers at home, who I think are going to be a really, really good team this year. I think they're going to be a lot better than people even probably are predicting right now. I think they have, they have all of the – infrastructure on defense to be an outstanding unit on that side of the ball. And I think Sam Darnold's got the most talent around him on offense that he's ever mm-hmm. had in the NFL. Then you got talking about the Patriots uh, in week 16, the Falcons, we'll see what they, what they end up being. And then the jets at home. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of home games in that stretch. You're only going on the road three times. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts there on, on the way that that thing finishes off. And I think that four game stretch from 11 to 14 culminating with the Buccaneers. I mean, that's probably the toughest stretch of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, one game that I did think the bills could have had a shot at being a primetime game at home was against the Colts. Uh, obviously those, the two teams had a really good playoff matchup one year ago. You're swapping out Phillip rivers for Carson Wentz. And there's certainly questions about Wentz, but you're reuniting him with, with Frank Reich, who, uh, I think that we learned deserved a lot of credit for Wentz's success in, in Philadelphia early in his career being there. I think that he's going to be able to get a lot out of Wentz, a lot more out of Wentz than what we had seen here in these past few years under Doug Peterson. So uh, I think that's going to be a big time matchup. That's going to be a really tough test for Buffalo to start that stretch out. We've already kind of talked about New Orleans. They, they're lacking that. Uh, proven entity at quarterback, you know, Jameis Winston, we, we've seen him sling the ball around for 4,000 plus yards, but we've also seen some horrific interceptions, a lot of garbage time yards. Um, so I, I like that matchup for the bills. Then you have new England with, uh, here's the one good thing, having new England this late in the year. I, and I mentioned it on Twitter shortly after it became official. I think there's a good chance you're going to see Mac Jones both times this year, because you're playing them in December in both games. And, I know some fans will be like, well, is that a good thing? Cam Newton was throwing the ball into the ground. But pre-COVID, Cam Newton was doing okay throwing the ball. He was still a real threat running the ball. Uh, He gave the Bills some issues in that first 24-21 matchup. It was not an easy game by any means. So I think going against a uh, rookie Mac Jones two times in December, especially with one of those games obviously being in Orchard Park, uh, bodes well for the Bills. Good chance to sweep the Patriots for another uh, second consecutive season. So I like both of those matchups and how they fell for Buffalo. Getting Tom Brady on short rest, that's going to upset some Bills fans for sure. Uh, that's just going to be a real tough matchup too, though, just because they did not really lose anyone. They did a really nice job of getting a lot of those key pieces back at uh, team-friendly deals. Tom Brady is not showing any signs of slowing down. Uh, if anything, he he showed that he could throw a, a decent to intermediate to deep ball last year, something he wasn't doing much later on late in his tenure with New England. Uh, so that's going to be the the obviously the toughest game of that stretch. And then, like you said, Carolina and I mentioned earlier, I think they could sneak be a sneaky wild card contender in the NFC this year especially with McCaffrey, especially with that wide receiver room, Darnold getting a lot more talent around him, some offensive line talent. They went cornerback early in this draft, so they're looking to shore up that side of the ball too. Um, and off note, I'm really looking forward to that week one matchup too against the, the Jets, you know, the, the Darnold revenge game possibly, but that's off, off topic. And, and then the Falcons, tons of offensive talent, could be a shootout. I still like the Bills 
in that game because of the defense when when it comes down to it. And ending the season against you know Zach Wilson and the Jets, that's probably a positive note for the Bills and a good way to end the regular season. Here's something from Jason on YouTube. Zach Wilson twice, Tua twice, Mac Jones potentially. I still think you're probably going to see Cam Cam Newton. Um, I know that they don't play the Patriots till that second half there. Uh, but I'll, I, I, I'm expecting a better Cam Newton. I know I'm in the minority there. I think it's going to look a lot different than they did last year, just from the standpoint of the time that he has. You know, a guy that's a veteran in this league that's seen so many different things in the NFL, former MVP, to have now a full offseason to work with the brain trust there in New England to figure out this offense and how to run it effectively. I'm, I'm going to bet on Cam figuring it out to a degree. How how much he can soar from there, from from that baseline level where we where that he established early on last season, where I thought he played well in a couple games. That's to be determined. I don't know what the ceiling is for it necessarily, but I think the floor is going to be a lot higher than it was last year. And then you're looking at you know Trevor Lawrence, a uh, new quarterback in New Orleans, uh, old B- 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 Big Ben, old Tom Brady. I don't think that that matters at this point. I think he <laughs> proved that uh, last year, especially with all that talent on there. But I wanted to bring, I wanted to showcase that because. One of the things that I'm expecting, especially out of out of the gates, and I know some people were like, well, you know, and you mentioned at the top, Big Ben having like, you know, maybe coming into that game, full arm strength, the weather's nice. The problem is I think he's going to be dealing with a determined and a pretty pissed off defense. Because if you're talking about from training camp, when training camp breaks to when the season starts, Everybody that's anybody on that defense is going to be answering questions about that Kansas City game. And really, over the course of last season, how that unit was not the same unit that it was in 2019. And I think this is going to be, you know, Sean McDermott has a knack for getting, locating the chip on the shoulder and and, and making sure everybody is aware where it is at all times. And I think that they're going to go into the season with something to prove. I think that defense is going to come. Listen, I think this offense is probably going to be as good and i don't know how much better they can get I, I think that there's you know ways they can i mean we'll talk about that running game as the as the offseason goes on but i think this defense is going to come out absolutely on fire trying to prove something there's a couple guys on this defense you know these, this is a big prove it year coming up yeah you, you make a good point there that that's going to be a big you know prove it statement prove it or statement game for the bills early on week one to show that they need to be taken seriously right out of the gates. Going back to that quarterback list that was put up here on the screen. You also have to remember Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he's on, he's on and he can beat any team in this league, but he's still more of a journeyman quarterback at this point in his career. You're probably facing him early on in the year. Tyrod Taylor, maybe Houston. We don't know what's going on there with that quarterback room. Um, you know, there was a report that was disputed yesterday that Watson was trying to settle, uh, the, the, the civil suits, but then that was disputed saying that's not the case. I, even if things somehow did get cleared up, I think he's still not going to play a snap with the Houston Texans. I think that he drew that line in the sand before all of this. I don't think he's going to play with them. So you're probably going to see Tyrod Taylor and listen, Tyrod Taylor deserves a lot of credit for helping the bills end their playoff drought. But you're talking about someone who went to Cleveland after that and and was uh, benched pretty quickly. Then he went to to the Chargers last year, and obviously the medical staff really botched that for him uh, with with the punctured lung. But then Justin Herbert took over the job and never looked back. So you're talking about someone who really hasn't played much quarterback in the the past few seasons, the last few years. Uh, So I don't know what you're really expecting to get out of him either. You kind of know what he is at this point. He's he's can run with it. 
He's going to be pretty safe and protect the ball. Uh, but will he try to beat you deep? Will he try to uh, stretch the field? That's not something that we've seen out of him in the last few years. Um, just looking at some stats here. I saw somebody in the comments saying that Cam wasn't good before COVID. I, I don't think that he was great by any stretch. But to say that he didn't have a couple good games, I think would just, you know, just be nonsense because he did have a couple good games. I mean, he torched the Seattle Seahawks. Their defense just couldn't stop anybody. I think he threw for close to 400 yards. He didn't look right. And he's, you know, he was coming back after not playing a lot of football. I'm just saying the Cam Newton stance is that I'd be much more comfortable and willing to bet on him figuring out a way to be um, efficient and to be um, a winner. I mean, he's been a winner everywhere he's been. I mean, if you talk, go back to Auburn, go back to high school, go back to his Carolina days. I mean, I, I just think that there's there's the ability to with the with the the people that he's working with there. I mean, Josh McDaniels for years, you've heard about him wanting to get a more mobile quarterback and somebody that he can use as a runner. Well, I think Cam has to be in the lab all off season, figure out a way to you know make sure that that arm lasts him. A season. That's another piece of it, and I, I will agree with that. If, if that's what your point is, truth, the, the arm strength is an issue. the The delivery is an issue. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not sitting here, you know, trying to stand for Cam Newton. I'm just trying to prepare people for the fact that he could somehow figure out a way to, you know, I don't even want to say be the Cam that he was, but be a, a version of Cam in this offense with, you know. Uh, still not a, a phenomenal surrounding cast, but much more talent than they had a year ago. I think that he could be a little bit more effective. Uh, cool question here from Charles. Let's get into this a little bit. Let's go game by game, Ryan, and let's pick out uh, the ones where we think, as it stands right now, who will be the favorite. So we will start at number one. The Pittsburgh Steelers are already uh, a, a pretty significant underdog. I think it was six and a half points I saw. Um, at Miami in week two, I don't think the Bills will be a dog in that situation. No. Unless Tua comes out and just absolutely just lights the world on fire in week one. Probably Bills with like a two to three point favorite spread. Right. You know, sometimes in these games, it can be a pick them early in the year when, when teams are on the road. But I still think the Bills will be a slight favorite in that matchup. Football team week three, uh, they will be the um, – they will – I, I I will go out on a limb here and say that they will be the favorite in that game. Week four against the Texas Texans, same thing. At the Chiefs in week five, I'm going to say that they will be the dog in that game. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm going to go – I'll go as far as to say the next game against the Titans will also be the underdog. Uh, you're talking about two playoff teams back-to-back, primetime games, uh, teams that the Bills lost to last year. So th- all that's fresh in the me- in, in the mind. You're expecting both of these teams to be in the playoffs again this year or at least compete. So uh, I think that's a stretch where the Bills are underdogs in back-to-back games, uh, albeit a very slight underdog in that Tennessee game. They're going to be tough. Um, They're going to be tough, no doubt about it. They're older on their offensive line. Uh, They're they're replacing their right tackle, I believe. I see over on their depth chart. Uh, Dylan Radins, uh, first year offensive lineman's already slated to be their starting right tackle. So, you know, they're getting older. They're trying to get, you know, bring in some new younger pieces. I'm a little bit dubious at the the moves they made in the defensive line. I love the Danico De- 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 Autry fit. I, I love going out, out and getting him. I, I don't know how Bud Dupree is going to fit in this defense. Their secondary is going to look a lot different. 
Uh, so I, I think that there's some question marks. Caleb Farley, obviously they drafted him. If he's as good as now, that's that's one piece of this. If Caleb Farley ends up being able to play and he is as effective as I think a lot of people think that he can be, to your point, yeah, that's a that's a good I, I'm on the fence on that one though, because depending on how the first stretch of the season goes, I think that we could live in a world where we see a Ryan Tannehill regression this year where they have to really lean on Derrick Henry and Tennessee isn't even a playoff team. I I I, I, I could see that being the case too, but you know. Let's, let's let's spice it up here, Ryan. Let's disagree on a couple things. No, absolutely. Uh, by, by week, uh, the Dolphins at home in week eight, unless you have an objection, I'm going to give them the favorite there. At the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, same thing. Favorite favorite in both games against the Jets uh, until Zach Wilson wows me. I'm not willing to, to, to move off of that. Uh, versus the Indianapolis Colts, I, I'm going to say that they're the favorite there at home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, not a significant favorite. Three points, maybe, depending on. Well, I think it's way too early to say that, actually, because who knows in November what their records will be. But based on last year's success for the Colts, based on the fact that, again, you have Frank Wright working with Carson Wentz, I, I think they're going to be a good team. So Bills will still be the favorite, though, but it will be a, a smaller amount than some of these other home games. Yeah, so then you look through the rest of the slate, uh, the Patriots, depending on what they end up looking like. The the one game I I kind of look at here, and so at this point you've had two, I've had one because I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Titans. They'll be favored in that game. Tampa Bay, I think we both at Tampa Bay would both are probably gonna say that they're gonna be uh, the dog in mm-hmm. that game, but I think they. I think they potentially could be the dog at the Patriots in Week 16 mm-hmm. if the Patriots are the second best team in the AFC East. And the Patriots made a lot of moves in free agency. They were aggressive in the draft. Um, how that pans out, we'll see. I know the Dolphins ended up winning 10 games last year, but it wasn't necessarily because of how aggressive they were in free agency. You saw a lot of those players get traded, get cut uh, in the offseason this year. But if the Patriots moves pan out, they, they could end up being the second best team in this division. If they're in playoff contention at that point, it could be a pick game. It could be... Uh, the Bills is a slight dog. I'm going to go with them being the favorite, though, in that matchup, too. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Um, we, we said we were going to go about 25, 30 minutes. We have gone over. Thank you so much for your participation here tonight. As always, in the comments, you guys are awesome. Uh, hit that subscribe button and that like button wherever you are watching us or listening to us. You can find us on all the audio platforms, too. A lot of times people come into the live show. Maybe they only ca- caught a snippet of it. Download us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. You can download and listen at your leisure, kind of thumb through the episode. Yeah, it's a great way to listen. For Ryan Talbot, I am Matt Perino. Stay right there Friday night. We are going to come back. Friday night, Friday afternoon, I will post updates on our YouTube page. So if you if you do subscribe, you follow us there, check that out, and I'll let you know uh, Friday, kind of throughout the day, maybe around noon, an update on when we're planning to go live because I kind of want to see how the day plays out in Orchard Park before we kind of set up a time, but you know, turn those notification, that notification bell on and we will be here. I'll tweet out the link after we go live for Ryan Talbot. I'm Matt Perino. We will see you on Friday. Take care, everyone.